Hello, welcome to another drive-in double feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before I get into anything, we got a Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast. Just a couple of fun conversations where we're saying stuff like movies. <laughs> we're talking about movies. Yes. And for something really different movies yeah you you don't want to hear those movies talks those are those are something else it's like so if you're just listening to this podcast like why are they gonna shut up about movies and talk about movies well (laughs) you can go over there to patreon and you can hear just that for only five dollars a month Mm -hmm, but don't mm -hmm. worry if you only want to hear us talk about movies just stay right here on this podcast because it's not behind any paywall no no but anyway, today we are talking about 1964's Dogara, and that is directed by Ashirio Honda, our favorite director. Yeah, he's, he's our most talked about director on the show, and I am 100% sure on that. I haven't done the numbers. I want, I want, I want his, on Letterboxd, I want him to be like your most viewed director at some point. Yeah, I I don't think he's he isn't beating Steven Spielberg yet, but he's up there. We did mention this movie before because this was actually uh, done around the same time as uh, Mothra, uh, Godzilla versus Mothra, and this is kind of like a movie he filmed in between. And yeah, this one is uh, about Dagra. Dagra is a giant uh, jellyfish monster, and what do jellyfish crave more than anything? diamonds of course yeah it's nice though because you can just pee on them and everything's fine and turns into diamonds no you pee on a jellyfish right right and it turns into a diamond wow why aren't we trying this more (laughs) but uh (laughs) this one uh like i said it's coming off the heels of another movie we've mentioned before called uh gorath which is about a giant walrus monster in outer space Mm -hmm. and uh, this one is uh, coming off the heels of that. They wanted more space themed movies, so this one, Dagra, is Dagra is a space monster from outer space. So they're like, we want more alien attack movies because it's the '60s, and that's what we do. We watch, we make alien movies. Yeah, that's a, that's so, this decade's theme. <laughs> so uh, this movie was originally pitched in 1962, but kind of languished for a bit uh, for a while um and it never came to fruition and eventually they did come back and it was originally going to come out as first martial law which you know that that's a real memorable title god (laughs) uh and then originally and then it was named space monster okay and then (laughs) not bad (laughs) and then it finally became dogra the space monster and and, uh this was written by sekazawa um, one of the, the one of the main writers of the series, you know, we praised him for his Mothra screenplay and mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. ones. And of course, Ashiro Honda came to direct. Um, this movie had a very similar theme of other movies where they kind of wanted to have a more uh, global aspect where it's like the uh, globe coming together to take out a common threat. And this mm-hmm. one, of course, being aliens. That was kind of dropped because I think you could tell right away this movie is very low on effects and very cheaply made right yeah it's not even really a monster movie no it's not i mean the 
the main plot of this movie is that diamonds are going missing throughout the world and the only one they can that can find it is a police inspector out of japan and of course everyone's favorite movie character mark jackson i love mark jackson the american <laughs> that can speak fluent japanese and do karate <laughs> and he's a and he's a cia agent that's awesome yeah yeah well this is not the first time we've seen mark jackson no mark jackson's no. been in another movie well not the character mark jackson jackson but the actor and that actor is played by robert dunham which of mm-hmm. course is the famous mustachioed alien from <laughs> godzilla versus megalon oh yeah 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 you're right I, I you know what he's great in my book one of the best yeah yeah so this one is uh he comes back he's like i said he was part of that roster of american actors that could speak english and japanese and mm-hmm. so they made him the male protagonist of this movie you know he's 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 probably like the one with the most personality in this movie i guess yeah but i would say so yeah yeah and i mean it's very much played up but we don't realize uh well he doesn't work for the cia it turns out he works for the bureau of i want to say this right the uh, world diamond insurance association that's right yeah <laughs> how could i forget <laughs> yeah that that famous organization that yes. we that everyone always references in movies but <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, uh, but, but but he's he works like a secret agent though he does he does because they you don't know that he's a good guy at first you think he's part of like the plot to uh steal the diamonds and yeah one of the <laughs> even main... even Sorry, even the diamond thieves think he's like world famous diamond thief Mark Jackson. And yeah, say, exactly. I love hearing them say his name. It's just it's, oh, I know. It's, like, oh, it's Mark um, Jackson. Mark, it's Mark Jackson. And so <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So they uh, diamonds are disappearing throughout the world, and one of the suspects are these group of uh, gangsters that mm-hmm. want to get their hands on the diamonds as well. But they think maybe they're the ones behind it, but turns out there's an outside force and we do find out eventually it's dagra um i'll be honest this movie's pretty dull um in my opinion i liked it (laughs) i had fun yeah i had a good time i think like i don't think it's i don't think it's a great movie I think the monster stuff is kind of weak and i think it doesn't mesh well with the movie diamond heist stuff though i kind of had fun with it they didn't they didn't i felt like they didn't do enough heisting though like they were they I, this, I, yeah i could see that they had the heist sequence in the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. and like because it shows the gangsters like doing going to like, the whole gang heist uh scenario but um i mean really like like there's a lot of scenes in my opinion but it's just them like in rooms like a big group of people mm-hmm. talking yeah i i get that i get that um, but were you listening to what they were saying? It was some important stuff, Ryan. Uh, oh, uh, please, by all means, go go ahead, explain it. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to do that for you. Come on. <laughs> this is your movie choice. <laughs> well, no, they, they do explain it. They do explain that, you know, like, oh, well, these uh, diamonds, you know, they're, they, they're like these synthetic diamonds and they got mm-hmm. kind of had because the doctor... <laughs> 
there's another there's a professor in this movie who likes to make his own synthetic diamonds but they get stolen too and uh but during the like in the background of all these scenes a lot of uh coal gets stolen out of the yeah air and you just mm-hmm. start seeing coal floating up and there's a little funny sequence where uh, a guy just starts floating like in the middle of the street and they're like oh no I'm flying. <laughs> yeah, and he's like singing and flying there's also the scene where like the the monster like sucks up like the coal stacks or the smoke stacks and it's, they're kind of like dancing in the air a little bit uh i don't know i guess i like the plot synopsis i think it's just really odd because like there's like a core diamond thief ring right and they've only stolen like diamonds like one or two times but there's diamond the like diamond robberies happening all over the world because this monster is sucking them up i just like the idea that the cops think that this one crappy diamond robbing team they're the bad like they're the bad guys doing this like high level stuff when there's just this monster sucking up diamonds in the background well, yeah, did they not see like all these, like all this stuff flying into the air? And they're just like, there's no news reports about this stuff getting stolen. I mean, a coal truck gets stolen out of the air and, mm-hmm. you know, all that. And so I don't know. I just it didn't really, cl- I wanted more monster stuff. It's very, gotcha. very light on the monster, the aspect. And when I pick a monster movie, I want a little more monster in it. No, I get that. And I think I could have definitely have come out of this like thinking the same thing. Um, I, I guess I, I liked what I saw, but I do agree, The like, especially with a cool monster. I like the look of, I love the look of the monster. It's like a floating jellyfish in the sky and it kind of grabs things. I think it could have been done well if there was more for it. I didn't feel like they showed the jellyfish enough. Like They really like, didn't. Even it, like even in its jellyfish form, like they would show like, they would show stuff floating, but it was like being taken by these invisible forces, which, you know, mm-hmm. you find out later it's his little tentacles or whatever. And then mm-hmm. um, you do see like these other tentacles in the sky. And it's like these, it just looks like a hand-drawn cartoon like version of it. So it's not like a full on jellyfish. You see the jellyfish later in the movie, but I don't really feel like they, they really play into that much. I'm like, they've been hyping up this jellyfish. I want to see the jellyfish. Mm-hmm. You want <laughs> you want to see some rockets shot at it, see some action or whatever, and you don't really get that. Uh, all, all the no, actions I mean, on the ground do, level, they, right? They do eventually do the military aspect of it, but it, mm-hmm. it's not until much later where they're trying to. They're but it, it looks like they're just shooting like into the sky type of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even like one of them they're shooting missiles and you can tell like the guy doing it the extra they got like smiles at the camera and i i thought oh, that i didn't was, see that yeah just it's really quick and i don't i thought it was i don't know i was like damn this guy doesn't well, care well you, you know if i was in a kaiju movie i couldn't stop smiling either <laughs> you'd smile at the camera give him a thumbs up <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but no i actually like the diamond heist group it reminds me a lot of like I, I would have liked more time with them. I don't think they're in it enough. They're kind of like a ragtag group. There's like an old guy. Um, I, there's a young kind of like kind of scaredy cat of the bunch, and of course there's a woman who uses her sex appeal to get a get her way because she's like hi. She's just sitting <laughs> sitting in the car at the beginning of the movie, and the cops like, "What are you doing here?" She's like, "Isn't a crime to sit in my car?" Um, whenever the robbery's happening right next to them. <laughs> 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I do like, you know, she kind of goes rogue at one point and then mm-hmm. she's like trying to steal the diamonds for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like that. She like double crosses and uh, double crosses again. Like she, you never know quite where where her uh, where everything lies. I definitely think she was a really interesting lead um, versus the other female lead who's kind of like the scientist protege. And she has well, a romance with the main guy. Well, she, yeah, like she she her brother works for uh as a doctor i think and because mm-hmm. she's a messiah masayo masayo yeah like her yeah her brother is also a professor so like oh let's go see what my perfect you know my brother's talking about that's right yeah um but uh, I do like their their group, the synthetic diamond part where they put it in his mouth. And the old guy just starts laughing like so loud because he realizes they have a fake. Di- it's a fake rock diamond. <laughs> yeah, um, I do like that. I so I I would you I I would have liked more of the gangster aspect of it. I do mm-hmm. think there there is a little too much sciency talk. I, yeah, I think that's where this movie kind of falters. Is like maybe the science talk and even. I kind of tuned it out, unfortunately. And I, that's never a good sign is when I start t- tuning out some stuff. Well, yeah. And it's just, you know, like when you listen to a lot of this stuff, it just, it comes off as a lot of the pseudo fake science. So it's mm-hmm. not really, and you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is just feels like padding. Like they're just trying yeah. to pad out the runtime a little bit by having exactly. this doctor making up this explanation for yeah. a jellyfish that they just yeah. saw in the sky. Yeah. And um, I, I need, I need some real stuff like tenant like to really you know real science real stuff so well i've never seen tenet so i'll take your word for it okay uh whatever the matthew interstellar that's the real stuff that oh yeah like the power of love conquers all yeah yeah which i I don't think we even get any of that in this movie except for mark jackson and the main the main guys love for each other their camaraderie yeah very romantic movie They they make fun of Mark Mark um Mark Jackson. I don't speak Japanese, but he's doing a better job than the white guy in the last monster movie we watched doing Japanese. Um, uh, but oh, everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, your Japanese is like crap." Like, "Oh, where'd they where'd you learn Japanese?" <laughs> yeah, he's fine, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I thought that too. I'm like, <laughs> it's like the last guy. It's like very clearly like phonetically speaking Japanese. So <laughs> yeah, but I guess like I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it now. If, if things were flipped, it was a Japanese person speaking English in a movie in the 60s. They probably would have made fun of him, too. So, you know, it, 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 roles are reversed. They've never made fun of Japanese people's talking. Never. We've never seen that in a movie ever. <laughs> never. But what is the number one nemesis to jellyfish in the sky? Well, obviously, it's wasp venom yeah that like lost me like oh it's the answer's in the bees of course it's always huh? the bees what yeah, yeah well, they, i read that and I was like, what are they going on about well because there's a dog row when it's stealing all these natural resources from these uh mine shafts um it turns out dogra had disturbed a, a wasp nest and these wasps are like they they stung Dagra <laughs> in retaliation, and mm-hmm. and what happened? It started crystallizing Dagra's body. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like that's that's what causes it. Dagra doesn't like it. Hates getting stung by wasps. 
okay it's such a weird solution like they could have thought of something better than that yeah yeah so that's that's how they take care of this whole deal is uh mm-hmm. they start shooting uh, artificial venom into the sky at dog rest. that way it eats into him and, and his whole body just kind of turns into these uh, giant crystal pieces yep what a bad way and, to go out for one of the best monsters we've seen in a movie yeah definitely but don't worry you can play as him as the in the nes godzilla that's game. right he's in a few other games too but none of the recent ones unfortunately too bad um mm-hmm. yeah they uh that but that's how the movie ends but like they end up having one final shootout with the gangsters and on the beach one of the <laughs> On the beach, yeah, in the middle of the day, and then the one of the Dagara crystals crushes the gangsters. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, super over the top. But I, I that's the thing. Like, I kind of like that. I like the shootout. I like the bad guys. I liked um, Mark Johnson running around doing karate, um, trying to figure out this diamond heist. I think this would have worked better. We probably wouldn't have watched it though it probably would have been hidden the time but i i think it would have worked really well as like some kind of diamond heist style movie because that's where that's definitely where like the writer here um he was leaning more into that yeah sekizawa was leaning way more into that than anything else i think the plot could that could lend itself really well like somebody like they're like doing a jewel high like playing a jewel heist during a kaiju attack like imagine like oh yeah like a kaiju is like destroying a city and like they're mm-hmm. going about like stealing like these jewels or something like that mm-hmm. I, I think that would be pretty fun if, like yeah, that that's was kind of like an yeah. oceans 11 meets kaiju <laughs> movie that would be pretty neat i think but yeah uh like i said it's of course, they're not going to show you any of those cool action sequences like that, though. No, so. no. It's very, like, you know, like you said, scenes, talking, a little bit of action. Sometimes they're doing a shootout by a car, but it, it's nothing too crazy. Yeah, I mean, wasn't wasn't what I was hoping for, but mm-hmm. um, oh. I, I'll go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, I did have to say, they just reused the, mu- the music from Godzilla in this one. But once again, they doing it, they're doing it again. It just reuses Akira Ikafube's other scores and puts it into the movie. Hey, why mess with greatness? It's true. That is true. <laughs> um, but it's it's funny, though. Uh, so I mentioned Robert Dunham. He was apparently like very excited to <laughs> about this whole movie because, you know, it's mm-hmm. like his he gets a big starring role. Yeah. And Robert Dunham and Toho were both so loved the idea of Mark Jackson that they mm-hmm. wanted to plan a series of Mark Jackson films. <laughs> I kind of wish they did. <laughs> can you imagine like it's like the Mark Jackson series? Like you can get like a DVD box set of Mark, Mark Jackson, Jackson movies. <laughs> God, that sounds so obscure. Like if they actually went through with it, like that would be like some hidden stuff that no one would talk about. So they had such faith in this movie and the idea of, of Mark Jackson mm-hmm. that um, they sent Robert Dunham to Hollywood himself to uh, negotiate sh- distribution for Dogra. Like, oh wow! I, I just that right there is so absurd. Like, can you imagine like the top star of your movie? It's like they're flying <laughs> and, and to like to to talk about this themselves. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine. 
like that they would even allow that the producers of the movie would let yeah yeah just let the stars do it let them negotiate what how we make money okay well i mean i i guess i kind of get it because i mean obviously he was bilingual so you know he yeah <laughs> i don't but he's like I an get, actor right but i'm just saying i don't know of anyone in toho they're like oh we don't i don't Maybe we don't have enough English speakers or Maybe. something. I don't know. Or yeah. they just really love the idea of Mark Jackson's like, look at this guy. Can you imagine him on cereal boxes and give him some <laughs> movies? Yeah, give this guy some movies already. But uh, unfortunately, though, uh, <laughs> it did not really pan out that well in America for Dogra. In fact, Dogra never had a theatrical release and it went straight to television. Oh, wow. Two, year, two years later um robert dunham you know he thinks it's because you know he wasn't a name Mm. um and this and it's true i mean he i you know like you wouldn't know robert dunham from anyone else and that's that's what they kind of believe like why toho went to someone like nick adams like because right after this nick adams you know he did uh frankenstein and versus baragon Mm. and then they also did uh invasion of the astral monster with nick That's adams right. yeah and nick adams was a you know not a huge name but he was definitely a name like people recognized yeah. him he had star power yeah so that's that's kind of what they pictured and uh other killing blow for robert dunham is that since he spoke japanese throughout the whole movie he got dubbed over by another actor too in the american oh, release that sucks they <laughs> so couldn't just, just like, film all the scenes twice no guess not um but uh, yeah, they they did do some special effects like Subaraya. You know, he does the effects for this one as well, where um, they like put it, they put like the the tank, they put like a like a jellyfish type of prop in like a tank, so that way it looks like it's dancing. Mm-hmm. And they have it with like little fishing lines, so it looks like it's dancing underwater. Kind of get that's why how they get like that jellyfish looking effect in the sky. Gotcha, I like that. Yeah, and the sound effects for Dogra were the sounds of clams using special respiratory sound pickup microphones. Uh, the sounds were later combined with other sound effects, which would later be used for the Lady Gardalom and Invasion of the Astro Monster. Okay, weird. Yes, <laughs> Interesting. That's, what Wikip- that's what Wikipedia says anyway for that. But <laughs> uh, Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> so, you know, that's it's definitely... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know you know it's accurate yeah but yeah um i wanted this one to be a little more exciting it's you know it's not bad i would say um i can't imagine myself watching it again anytime soon but yeah i i wanted a little more monster in my monster movie call me old-fashioned no and i i totally get it i think i liked it a little bit better than you i don't think it's a great movie um i you know I, i'd give it a light recommend i I think it's a fun little movie i like the diamond heist stuff um but it could have been better yeah and mm. who knows because uh i'm gonna go ahead and give a little bit of a teaser we're gonna be starting our next long form series next oh my God. month so get ready for that and if you're thinking, man, when are they going to start talking about Godzilla? Well, we're not going to be talking about Godzilla, but we've got another long form series. So stay tuned for that. But I think that's going to be doing it for Dagora. Mm-hmm. So Nathan, what are we going to be talking about Tuesday? All right. On Tuesday, Ryan, we are moving into 
the big racket. Uh, we're talking about another Italian movie. You know, this is this play. We love Italian movies here. Um, this is streaming over on Tubi. So check it out if you're interested. Well, it's funny you picked that one. I did because it just full disclosure, I didn't tell Nathan what I was picking before I announced this. But no. the the movie I am going to be picking for Thursday is also a big movie. It's gonna be the big easy. And that is <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and that is uh, over on Tubi as well. Wow, it's a big, big week coming up. <laughs> so big, can't contain it all. But uh, anyway, if you have any thoughts and opinions about the podcast, please email us over at driveindoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on X at DIDFpod. And once again, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. But until next time. Until next time. Until next time.